possibly signed by the Taliban's supreme commander, Mullah Omar, detailing how the Taliban might step down peacefully. The opportunity never came to anything. U.S. officials denied immunity to Mullah Omar, and U.S. and Afghan forces advanced precipitously on Kandahar City. Whether for these or other reasons, Mullah Omar and the bulk of the Taliban's leadership fled to fight another day. Angered by 9-11 and buoyed by its battlefield victories, the United States did not involve the Taliban in a post-invasion settlement. In 2002, senior Taliban delegations reached out to Karzai once again. Karzai mentioned the contacts to U.S. officials only to have the United States strongly discourage his government from negotiating with the Taliban. That same year, U.S. troops even imprisoned the former Taliban foreign minister, Wakil Ahmad Mutawakil, when he arrived in Kabul to meet with the Afghan government. By 2003, the Taliban had shifted their focus to taking territory, and once the Taliban offensive began in 2006, peace feelers fell away. It was not until the last months of the Bush administration that peace talks regained momentum. Within the Taliban, a moderate faction had retained an interest in negotiations. And in 2008, Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar, Mullah Omar's deputy, allowed subordinates to meet with Afghan government officials under Saudi auspices. He also began communicating directly with members of the Karzai family, who happened to be his fellow tribesmen. Around the same time, a Taliban delegation began meeting with Kaidi, then the UN envoy to Afghanistan in Dubai. But all conversations came to a halt in February 2010, when Pakistani officials detained Mullah Baradar in Karachi, a move widely interpreted as a Pakistani veto on direct negotiations between Kabul and the Taliban. As a Pakistani security official admitted to the New York Times in 2010, we picked up Baradar because the Taliban were trying to make a deal without us. We protect the Taliban. They are dependent on us. We are not going to allow them to make a deal with Karzai and the Indians. Meanwhile, the idea of a negotiated peace, first championed within the administration of U.S. President Barack Obama by Richard Holbrooke, then Obama's special representative to Afghanistan and Pakistan, and Barnett Rubin, one of Holbrooke's top advisors, was gaining traction in the United States. In May 2010, Karzai visited Washington, and Obama lifted the Bush-era ban on talking to the Taliban leadership. As a result, a month later, Karzai held a Loya Yurga, or Grand Assembly, to discuss the possibility of peace negotiations. And in September, he created the High Peace Council, which would be the public face of his peace effort. A 70-member body, led by former Afghan president Burhanuddin Rabbani and filled with Afghan Mujahideen commanders and former Taliban members. Around the same time, the White House encouraged Lakhdar Brahimi, the UN's former top official in Kabul, and Thomas Pickering, a former U.S. Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, to examine the possibility for peace talks in Afghanistan. They led an international group of diplomats that traveled to Afghanistan and Pakistan and met with former and active Taliban representatives. 
They reported back to Washington that the Taliban were interested in the possibility of talks with the United States. The ball was rolling. In November 2010, U.S. diplomats and Taliban representatives met for the first time in Germany. In February 2011, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton announced that the United States was officially ready to begin peace negotiations, although she cautioned that any settlement would have to require the Taliban to lay down their arms, accept the Afghan constitution, and sever ties with al-Qaeda. After some delay, talks between U.S. and Taliban representatives proceeded in late 2011 and continued into the early months of 2012 at which point the Taliban broke off contact, rejecting a request from Washington that they begin negotiating with Kabul. It was a particularly substantial missed opportunity. A failure to initiate a...